Welcome to Commercial Property Podcast. My name is Helen Tarrant. I'm an author, I am an educator, and I am a specialist commercial property bias agent. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you specialist strategies and terminologies and live case studies on how you too can achieve financial freedom through commercial property. Now, if you are looking to buy your first commercial property, want to find out more information to see if commercial property is right for you, or you want to expand your portfolio to two or three commercial properties or even more, then this is the podcast for you. I will be sharing with you live case studies, the journey of my clients and students, and also how we're putting deals together. So relax, listen in, and enjoy the process. Welcome to this episode. You're going to learn all about the unfair advantage that you get with commercial property as it relates to outgoings. What are outgoings and what do you need to be aware of? What do you do before going to contract on a commercial property? So listen in as Helen tells you all about it. Hello, welcome everyone. I have Helen Tarrant here with me, a commercial property cash flow expert for Australian property. Welcome, Helen. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. So, lovely day to get back on to the podcast to talk about commercial property. Absolutely, it is. And what I'm excited about is we're going to be looking a little bit more deeply into outgoings because I know you say a lot of your students get a little confused about what's, you know, considered an outgoing in commercial property, what's included, what tenants pay what they don't pay and of course I understand that it can be very different for different leases and different properties and so on so could we dive let's just dive into that let's go into outgoings and what you know what is generally considered an outgoing for commercial property so most people get confused about outgoings when they buy their first commercial property only because um, they don't get used to seeing outgoings as a thing that the tenants pay for in residential so in commercial we can get a bit confusing oh the tenant's paying for that too oh my god the tenant's paying for all of this um so mm-hmm. outgoings um the simple way of sort of putting it is that in the olden days they used to say no you have tenants on a net lease which means that they pay the net the rent plus the outgoings and the outgoings are normally your statutory outgoings which is your your rates and your body corporate or, or or anything that's associated with it. Um, then they have what they call the, a triple net lease, which means that the tenant pays for absolutely everything, which is the management fees, the land tax, postage stamps, and if you're posting them a letter. So they pay for all of that. So right, and that was called a, a what? Big, a triple? A tr- a triple net lease. Triple so net pay, lease. Okay. Yeah, the triple net lease being – so a double net lease is where the tenant pays for all the outgoings plus things like building insurance and land tax, but they don't pay management fees. Right. Um, and your general repair and maintenance, they don't pay for that. Whereas go go to the triple net lease, the tenant pays for absolutely everything that's associated with this property. Brilliant. Now, <laughs> But that's not common, now, like, is it? No, no. See, most of the time when you get to a triple net lease is you're talking about large corporations. Yeah. You're talking about large corporations that are renting properties that are multi, multi-million dollars. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a it's a different game um, and they're used to it because that's how they're part, all part of their running costs of their business. Most of the times for our listeners, they're going to be investing in properties under $2 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be finding tenants, whether you're buying a, mul- a property with multi-tenants or tenants that's you know, one or two tenants. Uh, most of the time, you'll find the tenants will pay for all the outgoings, maybe except for either management fees or um, land tax or land tax. So it's one of those two things. So when I classify outgoings, what I normally classify as outgoings is everything that's associated with the property. 
So that would be normally in a in an office space or retail space when it's part of a strata, it would be rates. So your council rates Cal- plus council and body water. Oh. Council water the tenant normally pays for, so that's a that's a given. Okay. Um, so the water and sewage the tenant will pay for. Yep. Um, but it will be council rates and body corporate. So body corporate being your strata levies for sinking and sometimes admin fund as well. So that's the that's the two major ones. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a strata situation, that the insurance is often already included in the strata. Yep. So therefore, you don't need to um, worry about taking out additional insurance. So the only mm-hmm. thing that would come out of there that you need to pay is uh, management fees if you choose to get the property managed, which sits around five percent plus GST. Right. Um, or or and or and and um, land tax if you're over the land tax threshold. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's sort of your, your standard outgoings when you're talking about apartments and properties that not apartments but units and and um, uh, in complexes. So your office and your retail. Yes. Now, when you talk about freestanding, so freestanding yeah. is a building on its own. So there is no strata involved in it. It's just you as the only landlord or owner of the property. Um, so I, I always say that's like buying a house instead of an apartment. Mm-hmm. So obviously the capital outlay is more and there's more likely that it's going to be affected by land tax. Yep. Um, so your tenants in that, in that instance will most likely pay for rates, so your council rates and um, building insurance mm-hmm. because they're the only tenants that's in there. So they're operating and they're paying for building insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a situation where you have three or four tenants in the one building you own, normally you'll try to portion the insurance of different tenants. So some tenants might take 30% of the net area. Yep. Uh, some tenants might have 50. So you just portion it a to portion. their portion of, okay. of, of that whole overall uh, occupation space they have. Yep. So and then, of course, then most of the time, if it's one tenant in there, um, they're not going to be paying, again, management fee. Uh, sometimes they will, depending, again, uh, what um, – type of tenants so we have tenants uh property we have down in, in wodonga uh, which is in regional victoria they're the rico the photocopier people so they're okay. larger they're large tenants they pay for the maintenance of the property um and they pay for um the building insurance of the property but not right. management fees but they pay for land tax as well so they wow, pay for pretty okay. much everything except for management fees right so that's a pretty good lease, um, but is. again, that's a national tenant. Yes, um, yeah. They're not your so mum and dad of, business around the corners. Yeah, they've, they're a bigger, yeah, as you said, national tenant. Yeah. It's part of their sort of business expenses and operating expenses, so they're happy usually to absorb those costs. Yeah, yeah. I've got, um, and then, you know, in Albury, which is just across the bridge and the river, um, mm-hmm. we have a property that has two tenants which is um, around a similar price. Uh, it has upstairs and downstairs tenants. Now we have a HR company above upstairs mm-hmm. um, when they do HR recruiting and we have a, um, a government tenant down, downstairs. Um, okay. they, they do training, training, education, support, sort of communi- community service type of, right. um, uh, I guess, role for the, yeah, for the local community, helping people to get back into work and, uh, okay. And things like that. Yeah. So that type of tenant, um, we've got two tenants in one building. Yeah. Um, so the tenants pay a um, 
they pay a higher rent, but they don't pay the outgoing, so the outgoing still comes out. Um, they don't pay for management fees or the land tax in some in, in that. So it's a totally different type of property in terms of the tenants that's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still freestanding, so it's the same as the one that we had in Wodonga, but it has, um, because of the two tenancies, the, the outgoings are different um, and what your tenants pay are different. Yeah, and so you've included that as a, a gross uh, net rental for those tenants, um, a higher yeah. gross rental, so that, yeah, you just deduct the outgoings. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah that's and right. It- uh, yeah, and recently one of our students bought a medical centre in Euroa, which is regional Victoria, yes. um, and the medical centre lease had that the, t- the tenant paid for, and this is a freestanding building, so like right. most medical centres are freestanding, yep. uh, the tenant pays for... Uh, um, all the, they pay for rates, um, water and sewerage, but they don't pay for building insurance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whereas um, in the same building, they had pathology in there as well. The oh. pathology lease looks different to them because uh-huh. pathology is a nas- more of a national company. Yeah. So the pathology lease, the tenant pays for 100% of all outgoings that can be isolated to that tenant. Mm-hmm. So because it's a separate lease, you can charge that tenant management fees, you can charge them land tax. You can charge them. I mean, land tax is not applicable to this property, but you can charge them land tax uh, for their portion if you can sort of work out what their portion is. Portion is, yeah, of course. Yep, and they'll pay for um twenty. They'll pay for building insurance or part of the building part insurance because they they occupy twenty five percent of the premise. Okay, so they'll pay for twenty five percent of the building insurance. Brilliant. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that's really interesting, so, isn't it? Mix of tenants, different leases, uh, and the leases are dictating what uh, you know what's gone into what the tenants will pay and what they won't pay in terms of outgoings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and so outgoings, um, it's really when you're doing your research and looking at your first commercial property, it can be confusing what you need to get, what you don't need to get. Um, one of the things that people always ask me is landlord insurance. Now, landlord insurance doesn't exist in commercial property. Mm. Um, there's no such thing as landlord insurance. Um, but um, there is a uh, there is what you call loss of rent insurance. And most people don't get that out, but if you wanted to, you can always get something like that. Um, like that. That's the most similar mm-hmm. to landlord insurance. Mm-hmm. But that is an outgoing that you chose to, to get, so it's not something you could pass on to your tenant. It's something no. that you get as an additional security. Yeah, yeah. It's completely yeah. unrelated to the tenant and the operation of their business. <laughs> yes. Just, yes. Just for you as a landlord. Yep, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that's um, that sort of covers up uh, mostly what outgoings are. But the main thing is when you first start out is to define what they are and, and work out reading through the lease. So there's only two sections in the lease where you need to look at for outgoings. And I always look at them no matter what lease I, I get. Um, so uh, and that is um, that is looking at firstly the definition of the outgoings. Okay. So you go yeah. to the definition section, which is at the front of a lease. Mm-hmm. And it's going to spell out what they consider an outgoing as per the lease. Okay. So it usually itemizes it or it gives you a blurb about what they consider um, as an outgoing that can be charged on the lease. Okay. So there's a number one place to go. Number two place I go to is I go to the schedule 
of the lease and that's usually depending on which state you are in either right at the front of the lease or right at the back of the lease right and it's usually two pages and it itemizes the major essential terms of the lease and in there there will be a section that says outgoings mm -hmm. and next to that it will say nil 100 percent 25 percent whatever the percentage is so it will spell out how much your tenant is going to pay for outgoings yep so looking at the lease, you're looking in the definition section to see what's defined as an outgoing and then in the, um, uh, sorry, or then, and then in the schedule to see what proportion or, you know, what has been put down in absolute black and white writing as to um, what the tenant is actually paying. Yeah. Uh, yep. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and that, that helps you to understand a lot about what's included. So if it's a, a lease that... The tenant doesn't pay any outgoings well you just have to go out and find the outgoings so that you can work out again what the net rent is mm -hmm. yep because i said the net yield and the net rent is is the important figure we're looking at for commercial property um and if you need to go back over a previous podcast please please go and listen to that um and therefore um yeah if it's not spelled out which sometimes it isn't in either the advertising or in um the lease then it's go go and do the you know research ask who the agent and the land landlord or the existing seller normally um, the agent should be able to get that all right okay fantastic and sometimes if they're a bit difficult uh, <laughs> well you can't really if it's a gross lease you can't really put an offer in until you actually know what all the outgoings are if it's a net lease and that's different mm -hmm. you can actually put an offer in without knowing what the outgoings are because you can define that in due diligence okay really important and we'll cover due because diligence without, in a separate episode yeah, but yeah. Absolutely, we have to count on that. That's a major area. But without working out your net rent on a property, you can't go to offer because you don't know what, what you're buying it for. That's right. You don't know what your yield, what is, yield is or your yeah. cash flow and your cash situation will be. So those numbers are absolutely crucial. Um, so, again, if it's been advertised, just to summarise, if it's been advertised as a net rent um, and you've checked the lease that uh, the outgoings are 100% paid for by the tenant, then you could go to contract if you wanted to without finding out the exact outgoings. But if it's advertised as a gross lease before you go to contract, before you sign anything or make an offer, you need to find out what all those outgoings are so that you can calculate your net rent and therefore yeah. yield yeah okay yeah that's all okay. good yeah yeah all right anything uh, else on on outgoings no that's 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 it that's a simple version of outgoings um and it's better not to get complicated in about it until you actually have a deal in front of you that makes total sense, Helen. Yeah. So thank you for simplifying it. Um, and this is a starting guide for anyone uh, on their first commercial property or their next. Um, so, and obviously understand that there can be, you know, variations in between and that there's a lot more to it. But hopefully this has clarified a big chunk of outgoings for our listeners today. Thanks, Helen, for jumping on. Thank Can't you. wait to see you next time. Roger, thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Commercial Property Cashflow Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss any of my valuable tips and strategies. Now, if you're wanting more detailed education and training, I have a free webinar you can attend. Just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you there. And if you're ready to invest in commercial property with guided assistance and you want to talk to us, book into your 
free consultation. Find out more about it on HelenTarrant.com. I can't wait to share with you more of my tips and strategies in upcoming episodes. So really make sure you subscribe. This is Helen Tarrant signing off. See you on the Ned podcast.